I invite you to join me in On Fire with Linda Fields. It's a movement designed to calibrate, validate, and activate men and women like you who love God, putting your God-inspired passions and plans into action to carry out your callings in all seven spheres of influence. That's business and economy, government, education, family, arts, media, and church. On Fire with Linda Fills exists to help you complete your God-given assignments with a community of kingdom connections. Whether it's increasing your current sphere of influence or changing paths to walk into your purpose, if you want to set the world ablaze through Christ's power, join the movement at www.onfire.global. I call this story Burned But Blessed. I know that you too have burns of one kind or another in your life. And I want to encourage you today that by adopting a way of prayer in your life, there is a hopeful path for you where you can move forward and begin to operate from this place, this wonderful advantage of living as a way of prayer. It often seems like an unfair advantage because it gives you the edge on whatever's going on. The Lord may give you the inside track or begin to give you revelation about things you had not understood before. He may give you ways to pray that you hadn't thought of praying. And this is so important because we have to understand God is for us and with us if we're going to get anywhere far in our prayer life. It's the disappointment, it's the offense, it's the delay that often sets people back. So I just want to encourage you today that if you have a situation where you've been offended and you've had seeds of bitterness beginning to pull up in your heart, that there is a way for you to move past offense and come out of that pit. Joseph came out of the pit. He came out with his gifts intact. He actually was instrumental in feeding the whole world. He was the one who forgave his dad and brothers when they showed up in the bread line, when they treated him so terribly, his brothers had treated him so terribly. And he came out and he says, you know what? You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. And I'll tell you, I have a testimony now from the burn experience I suffered that I wouldn't have had otherwise. God doesn't orchestrate this pain. We can't understand all of the levels that go into this, but I want to encourage you to begin viewing your burns or your pains as something where God's giving you a testimony to come out on the other side of that as an incredible prayer warrior who's emerged from the pit who is now getting ready for promotion. It's not just about surviving. It's not just about getting out of your anger. It's about coming to a place where you thrive and the Lord promotes you in front of your enemies and in the opportunities you've labored for in a kind of way that is from Him. The Bible tells us it's God that exalts us. And when we begin to understand that and live that way from a place of prayer, leaving the promotion to the Lord, things get a lot better. He's just the ultimate awesome mentor and CEO for our lives. So from these lessons that I've shared with you today and just this childhood life-shaping experience, I want to tell you that God has taken this lesson of prayer to many different levels in my life professionally, corporately, in ministry, and in coaching and consulting so that now I can help people get their whole story in place with purpose and with prayer 
and with learning this methodology of prayer planning your life. That's what I call it. And I've developed this myself just by journaling, filling many journals and highlighting many Bibles over the years as God gave me opportunities to spearhead an operation that was a corporate learning center that was very successful in a college town uh, in Texas. And I want to tell you how it came about. Won't be a big surprise. It was a result of prayer. I'd been in a faculty meeting and I was asking God for a new challenge. Be careful when you do that, okay? And I said, Lord, I need something so big and so new and so different that I'll have to depend on the Holy Spirit like never before. That's my prayer. I wrote it out. I loved my students, loved my colleagues, but it was time for a new challenge. Soon I found myself being invited to create this corporate learning center reality in, in our city that became the crown jewel of the college, of the city, and we had visitors from all around the world trying to see how in the world did industry, education, and the community collaborate with such an incredible state-of-the-art learning center that people came from around the world to participate in. And we would take to, we'd give them tours, we would share stories, and I always just had a little bit of an inside smile thinking, if you only knew that for my part in this, it came to me because of a prayer I scribbled on a tablet in a faculty meeting. You see, God hears our prayers. In Daniel 10, when the angel came to answer Daniel's question, he said, I have come because of your words. That's prayer. And uh, many of you may need to just remember again, God hears those prayers and moves on your behalf. So let me present to you a threefold productivity methodology that I believe will help you set your life in order from a place of prayer and experience the success that God has for you in much greater measure than whatever great things you have going on right now. So if you're ready, I'm going to share with you these three various elements. The first one is to actually get your life plan put together on a page. I call it life plan on a page. You know, you have a vision that you're developing. You have some things you know about yourself in terms of your talents and your gifts. You have some values that are important to you. Maybe you value excellence. Maybe you value communication. Uh, those are a couple of my favorites. You've got your own list. And you've got some dreams in your heart that you want to accomplish. Those need to be on paper. And it's very possible to bring together your dreams, your plans, and your actions all in one place on a one-page life plan. You know, to have a dream is exciting. To have a dream that is never deployed is very discouraging. You know, the scripture tells us that a dream fulfilled is like a tree of life. And that when that doesn't happen, our hearts despair. And so I remember one year I had written a, a book, my first little devotional book. It was called Out of the Fire, Hope is Born. And the woman who ran the bookstore, the Christian bookstore in our town, knew about this. And one day uh, after the store was closed, I'd been in the store looking around and we were right outside her, her place of business. This was Susan Moore. And she said, Linda, she says, I've been thinking we need to have a dedication and a book signing for your book. 
out of the fire, hope is born. When she said that, I was so encouraged. I'd self-published it. My dad had helped me. And yet she had that knowledge, that spiritual knowledge that I was needing for that dream to be fulfilled as a tree of life. She even quoted that verse to me. And it was life-giving. People came in in the community, read the stories. I signed the books. And it was a beautiful day of just acknowledging that dream. Many of you need to have a celebration of some kind over that dream God's put in your heart. You could actually put this on paper, invite a few trusted intercessors over and say, I need your prayers and support to take this dream to the next level. Share with them your one page life plan. A life plan is truly life. It's all of life. One of the things that has been very counterproductive in our society is what people call sacred versus secular. This is a dividing line that is, does not really exist, that people have imagined to exist, that has fragmented their productivity. You see, when I'm teaching at a public college, building an organization, I'm a woman of prayer, and these things are intertwined. I do it rightly. I do it in a way that honors the organization I'm in. But business is holy. It's where God puts you right in front of people who need to see a little bit of Jesus with skin on any given day, whether you're a teacher, a banker, a coffee barista, an entrepreneur, a media tech, any other, you name it, fill it in. God's got you right where you need to be. And when you begin to understand when you put your life plan together, that your vision is coming out and being expressed in all these different arenas, you're going to be free from juggling hats all the time. Am I in this world or that world? Am I being professional today or am I being an intercessor? Well, how about both? How about, yeah, how about all of it? And so when we do your one-page life plan, we help you think about your spiritual goals. What do you want to learn from the Lord this year? We think about your family and relationship goals. Who are you spending time with? Who are you developing relationships with? We think about your physical goals, which could have to do with your exercise or your nutrition or your physical surroundings. We're filming this in my little office here in Grandview, Missouri. And I put a lot of TLC into the surroundings here so that people coming in are comfortable and that I can serve them in my very best way. We also have financial section, a, a professional section, but your, your life is comprised of all of these various aspects. And when you know your life plan and vision and see how you can express yourself genuinely in all these places, you have a cohesive way to live your life that is very centering and all of your levels take off because you're no longer running from part A or role B to role C. You understand who you are at the core. Now, the second step here is a 90-day plan. Powerful things happen when you focus in for 90 days on a given goal. So once you get your life plan together, you want to create a 90-day action plan that says, out of all that, I'm gonna focus on these one, two, or three things in this next 90 days. You cannot do everything at once. You weren't meant to. It'll break your mindset and your uh, discipline. So 90 days has been proven to be a very powerful chunk of time where you can make real progress and momentum and you're encouraged by the end of that time. And then you choose another set of goals for the following 90 days while you solidify those. So one page life plan, 90 day chunks, then here's where the secret sauce is. It's prayer planning your actual day. And in this process, I help people 
know how to set out maybe your coffee and your Bible, your journal, your uh, documents you're going to be using, your, uh, however you decide to implement this in your life. And you anticipate getting up in the morning and very first thing, getting to that spot with the Lord. I like for you to choose a spot and it could be a favorite chair, a place by a window, a quiet place, but you need that spot where you come first before checking your technology I know that makes you shudder, but I encourage people to put their technology aside for the night, even in a different room, because you need a way uh, at the end of the day to gear down and let your mind rest and get ready to sleep and let the Lord speak to you. You see, Psalm 19.2 says, day after day, the Lord pours forth speech. So when you get up in the morning and come to that spot, you're like, oh Lord, what do you have to say today to me? You get out your scripture. You thank God for what he did yesterday and for what he's putting on your heart today. Then you begin to say, Lord, who am I going to meet with today that needs a special encouragement from me? So you're going to write down in, in your day, daily planning activity, hey, I'm meeting with George today and I have a feeling George has something he wants to talk to me about. I'm going to give him plenty of space. The Lord will begin to speak to you as you pray about your meetings in advance. You're going to identify a project that you need to bump forward that day and you're going to also make sure you're expanding your personal capacity. Some people run so hard for everyone else, they don't take care of themselves and there's no way they can show up fully contributing because they're tired, they're not eating right, they're not taking care of their body, their stamina is low, and then we start seeing other health issues pop up. So I, I love to help people understand taking care of you and increasing your spiritual and mental capacity is one of the smartest things you can do for others. So this is all something that can be done in maybe 20, 15, 20 or more if you have it, minutes in a day as you start your day. When you go out, now with your schedule in hand and all prayed up and having covered the day and then checking your email and text, you're armed in the driver's seat to live your day from a place of prayer. When you come to the end of the day, this is where we look back and, and say, all right, what happened? So we think back about that meeting with George and we say, Lord, what did you show me about George today? Ah, okay. Lord, what could I have done a little differently for George? What should I do differently next time? Okay. Well, Lord, what about my project? Did I make some good progress on that? I think, yes, yes. And then the Lord may say, okay, next time color code it. I mean, it might be the simplest thing that God reveals to you, but it's important. Most people don't capture the learning at the end of the day. They don't unplug from technology. They don't get good rest. They wake up thinking they'll start over. You don't need to start over. You need a cumulative progress that can be yours when you learn how to open a day and how to land a day. So if you decide that you want to live your life from a lifestyle of prayer, those nuggets will move you a, a long way down the road in being successful in what you do. Well, what's key three anyway? It's this, prosper in your purpose. I have a part two of my story I want to share with you now that's very important for you to learn to hear about how you prosper in your purpose. If I had to give this a title, it would be Cab Ride with Destiny. 
years after my accident as a teenager. I was in uh, Chicago for a professional meeting and I ended up sharing a cab to the hotel with another guest that I did not know. And uh, as we were in the cab, making small talk, the gentleman asked me what I was in town for. I said, I'm here for a training convention. And I said, what about you? He said, oh, I'm a burn doctor. I'm here for a medical convention. I'd waited all these years to share my story with a burn doctor. And when he said, I'm in town for a burn convention or a medical convention, I thought, I think you're really in town for this cab ride with me. I ended up telling my story to him and he was very moved. Actually, at one point, I saw him shift his gaze from me to just looking out the window, and it was as though he, he was on tilt. You could tell he was just processing everything he learned in med school, all the patients he'd helped with this fact that this girl, this lady in the cab, had third-degree burns and was healed with no skin grafts. He said, that doesn't happen. And I respectfully answered, I said, well... I understand that's not the norm. He was just trying to take it all in. Well, he asked me a question. At that point, he said, well, what, tell me about the rest of your treatment. Tell me what else happened. And I said, well, this is something I'll never forget. I was lowered into hot whirlpool baths over 100 degrees several times a day to fight infection and remove dead skin and debris. And I said, that was extremely traumatic and I'll never forget it was well, if I hadn't already presented him with enough new information for a burn doctor to process and try to reconcile with what he learned in med school this one really almost sent him over the edge he just couldn't talk for a few minutes he seemed a bit emotional again shifted his gaze while he gathered his thoughts and then when he came back and looked at me in the face he said ma'am he said, we do not do that treatment anymore. It was found to spread septic shock over large open wounds, and 70% of the people who experienced that treatment died. When he said that, the Holy Spirit's presence filled the cab. I had chills from my head to my toe, and I'm not even sure what he was doing at that point, but the Lord was communing with me personally. And it's as though he impressed me with these words. He said, you know some ways I've saved you and helped you, but I've saved your life in ways you have no idea about. Now, here's my question. What if I'd become bitter as a 14-year-old? Because I did have very badly scarred legs. I did have to learn to walk again. I did have to wear support hose and then other hose on top of that. My life was very different from any other teenage girl. If I had allowed that bitterness to rise up in me because of these things and not made room for the Lord to help me even when I couldn't understand, I would have been quite a different person by the time I met this burn doctor. I wouldn't have had a testimony. I would have been bitter, hardened of heart, and I, I hate to imagine how I would have been living. And so the reason I, I say this to you right now is some of you have things you have not been able to understand in your life that have occurred. Many of them may have been in the workplace. And I want to encourage you to process with the Lord, to pray through and ask him, Lord, 
where were you during that harmful time? And I've had many reports of people praying this prayer where the Lord showed them the way he was there that they just had not been able to see. And when we can live like that from a place of prayer, I want to tell you that, that offense has no place. If, you, if offense comes in, you want it gone by nightfall. Whatever it takes, write it out, cry it out, scream it out, pray it out and get it settled because the Lord's for you. And I want to tell you, there is no limit to what God will do with a woman who is living a life of purpose as a holy pursuit, who's living a life of prayer and who's learning to prosper from that place of prayer. And this is my challenge for you today as we come to the end of our three keys to thrive in life and work. I want to invite you on this journey with me. I want to invite you to come over to prayerplanyourlife.com. Watch a two-minute free video that encapsulates this methodology I'm inviting you to try. You will step into something that allows you to thrive and succeed without the overwhelm, without the burnout, be quite the different person that's alive and thriving as a woman who will prayer plan her life. And in this link that I'm giving you, I'm inviting you to join me in a 10-day challenge. You get me as your coach for 10 days via email. You get a mastermind class in our Facebook private group for prayer plan your life. You get a course with five lessons walking you through everything I've said real fast today with lots of background worksheets and ways to literally do this and make it work for your life and learn to prayer plan your life. I pray that you will take the challenge with me over at prayerplanyourlife.com. And I would love to hear how your story unfolds because I know that God has something wonderful for the woman who is ready to thrive, ready to live a life of purpose, ready to live a life of prayer, ready to be that one who is prospering God's way and ushering um, those around you into greater success. Many of you watching this train teams, you have people that are gonna follow you wherever you go. You may be looking for fresh tools. And so I'm going to end this by just voicing a prayer for you because I wanna see you take the invitation. That's up to you. And I hope to see you inside at prayerplanyourlife.com. God, I wanna live the life you have invited me to live. With your help, I wanna think bigger and I wanna step into a hopeful path of life you have made possible for me. Thank you for this exciting way to live a life that matters for eternity. I'm signing mine, Linda. You sign yours with your own name and date. And I look forward to hearing your story as you learn to prayer plan your life. OnFire.Global is a movement made of men and women who understand that past plans won't work for the future. We're in a new time and a new place that requires us to fan the flames of vision to a whole new level, going all in with God like never before. So fire up your purpose, come find your people, and frame up your plans to set the world ablaze together with me at www.OnFire.Global.